You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George, and I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. And we're talking about the armor of God. Our text today is going to be from Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 16. New King James is what I'm reading. So above all, it says, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. You know, that word able appears throughout this particular context that you may be able to withstand is written earlier. And the idea here is that you do not have the power by yourself to resist the powers of darkness, the assault of the enemy, the things that he does, if you are not equipped with the armor of God. And so we're going into great detail about how we apply that armor, what it is. It's not just a simple prayer that you pray. I know that a lot of people will pray a prayer and and go through the list and say that they're putting on all of that armor. But really, the armor works when you apply it uniquely to the circumstance that you're facing at the time. And when you respond to the attack of the enemy in the way that you're supposed to. And I'll show you what I'm talking about as we get into this chapter or this uh, segment. The shield of a Roman soldier is symbolic of the faith of the believer, above all, taking the shield of faith. The purpose of the shield is to receive the darts and the arrows of the enemy. Now, here's the idea. When Satan throws fire darts at you, they are in the mind. He throws them at your mind. He may attack you with circumstances, but at the same time, if he attacks with the circumstances, you can rest assured that there will also be a, 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 a coordinated attack against your mind. It's what happened with Job. There was always a messenger left. Job didn't discover later that his sons and daughters had been killed or all of his animals had been stolen. He he always heard firsthand immediately from one survivor. And that's very typical of how the enemy would work. He wants to use fear and bad thoughts to capture your mind and to render it ineffective against his work. So our faith has to receive those darts. That means then that we must respond to Satan's attacks with words of faith. You know, a lot of believers, when they get hit with these negative thoughts, don't say anything. They never resist them. They do not speak back. You see, when the devil came at Jesus in his temptation, two places you can read about it, Luke 4 and Matthew 4, Jesus immediately answered. He had a scripture to go against that thought. He absorbed the dart with the word. And that's what the shield of faith is. And without the shield, then those things strike the target. You have to officially resist them. Uh, Now, you must appreciate the position of the shield to use it properly. Uh, In the English, it says above all, but that doesn't mean that the shield of faith is superior to the other components. That doesn't make any sense. If the shield of faith was superior to all the other components, and if it meant above all, this is the most important, 
then really you could get by without the helmet of salvation or the girdle of truth because the shield of faith would would do a better job of working. Uh, But that's not what the Greek is saying right here. The above all is from the word epi, which means above, and pasan, which means all. And here's how it would be rendered. Out in front of everything, take the shield of faith. Doesn't mean that it's more important than all the rest. It's but you put it out in front. It it it's what you use out front to receive the attack of the enemy. Now, here's what's important. The 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 shield is compared to a door. It has a rectangular shape and it was likened unto a door in the Roman mind. Uh, the shield shuts out things that are unwanted. Just imagine if you took the front door off your house Uh, what kind of critters would come in? What lives in your neighborhood? There are some animals that are afraid of human habitations, but there are some animals that are not. They'd come right in and make themselves at home. What would come in if you opened up your door? You had no front door. It would be an invitation to all kinds of trouble. That's what the shield of faith is. It, It is a door that you respond with, that you keep closed, that you let know the enemy. You let him know. I am going to resist you, and it is your official position. You cannot stop evil things from being thrown at you in your thoughts or in action, but you can mitigate and stop their effect. And and just because something happened doesn't mean the battle's over. I think that's where a lot of people get into trouble. Uh, They think that because they had a terrible, really bad thought, uh, maybe a nightmare. They think, oh, this must be some premonition. I have to have this. And and the answer is no, you do not. How do you respond against that? You know, uh, I've, I've had this word of knowledge uh, the last few times I've preached in a couple of places that I saw people being awakened at night by very troubling thoughts about their children. And they mistakenly thought that it was the leading of the Holy Spirit. And if the Holy Spirit did give you a burden to pray, for one of your children, he would give you something very specific and you could pray and then have a peace that would come. God does not use torment to lead or guide his children. Fear and torment have no place in the communications between God and his children. And you need to know that. Uh, A lot of people mistake these bad thoughts as warnings from God and they're not. God doesn't use fear to lead and dominate us. Now, the Roman shield was designed to be used with the shields of others. Uh, What you see, if you've ever seen a painting of this, you see that several of these soldiers would stand together and they could not only cover themselves in the front, but they could hunch down and they could actually put shields up above them and create a turtle shell effect. And they knew how to jump into a formation, bunch together, and they could resist an onslaught of arrows, say, that were being fired in mass by an enemy opponent. And um, those darts had no effect on them because they went into this turtle shell formation, which was amazing. Now, these shields were laminated with six layers of leather. They were lightweight, but they were effective because of their lamination. And that's one of the things we've discovered with modern-day body armor. It's not the weight. It's not how thick the steel is. It is how many layers of fabric can you put there? It is the lamination that makes the body armor strong in today's world. And so uh, the Romans were ahead of their time. They understood that. They put layers of leather. They glued them. And these layers are what gave the shield their amazing strength. 
uh, <clears throat> it's easier to stand in faith than it is to absorb the darts. A lot of people just give up. That's the hard part. Uh, you're actually going against the laws of God when you give up. And the Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. The easy thing to do in a battle is to learn to use your faith. It's the easiest thing to do. Somebody says, oh, faith is hard. No, it's not. It's easy. My way is easy, Jesus said, and my, my, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. And so uh, it is not a hard thing to operate the way that we're supposed to. And so don't give in to that idea that it's a hard thing to stand in faith. It's easy to respond in faith. You can respond in faith and you can do that even when it looks like the enemy has already won. You know, one of the reasons people give up is because when they come under an attack, they say, well, it's over. It's already over, but it's not already over. And uh, you can see in the, in the Bible uh, that there are many, many times when it looked hopeless and it looked like the battle was already lost. It wasn't just the threat of a battle, it was the actual battle. But God came through. Uh, a number of times uh, there's this phrase in Scripture, he's like a brand plucked from the fire, meaning uh, that there was a stick thrown into a fire and it was burning and it, it's all hopeless. But, but God compares his mercy to someone who is pulled out of the fire and not burned up. So it looks like it's all over, but it's not. Now, there were three kinds of arrows. They had hunting arrows. Uh, but typically, uh, the uh, ancient armies that used arrows, they used arrows that were barbed, that had a little barb in them, so they were very hard to extract. Uh, then they had arrows that they dipped in tar, and they set them ablaze. And then they also had hollow middle arrows. The shafts were hollowed, but they were filled with flammable material. Once things were set on fire, they'd shoot these things in that were filled with, it wouldn't be gasoline, but something like that. And it would uh, make the fire burn more and more and more, which was a terrorizing effect. But the shield could absolutely stop it. And the shield could absorb all of that and keep it from having an effect. Now, there's a story in the life of David, King David, when he came home from one of his missions and he found out that the whole of the village that he and his men stayed at, Ziklag, had been carried off into captivity and had been burned. And everybody was missing. All the wives were missing, the children were missing, and the men wanted to blame somebody and they blamed David. He was the commander, so he gets the blame. And so David is being blamed for this terrible loss and uh, the Bible says that he encouraged himself in his God. There wasn't a single person in the camp who wanted to encourage David, but David encouraged himself in his God. Then he went to the priest and he consulted with the, the, uh, the ephod that the priest wore, which was how God answered people through the Urim and the Thummim. In those days, you could pose a question and God would answer through the breastplate of the priest. And so... <clears throat> That's what happened. And David asked for direction and God said, go. And so David went after the group and he found that they couldn't move as fast as he and his men because they had all the women, the children, all the spoil that really slowed down. So they overtook them very quickly and they were able to surprise them and they recovered everything. And in those days, people had to haul a lot of their stuff with them in order to make it. They had to carry stores of food and so forth. They didn't have supply columns that came after them, but they each had to carry all. And David wound up with all of that too. So there was great spoil that day. 
but it looked like the battle was over and the battle really wasn't over. And that's the thing I want to say to you about the shield of faith. Learn to absorb those fiery darts that come at you and keep your shield working even when it looks like the battle is over because it's amazing how God can turn something around and it may look like it's not uh, doable and uh, he is never late. Well, that's all the time I have for today, but we're not done. We'll pick up here tomorrow. I'll see you then. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.